Well, hello and welcome to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am your host, Chris Levine, at the helm of this sensitive spaceship. Thanks for listening again today. The author Gretchen Rubin once said, I'm going to quote it, it's more selfless to act happy. It takes energy, generosity, and discipline to be unfailingly lighthearted. Yet everyone takes the happy person for granted. Her hypothesis is that people fit into four main personality tendencies. She calls them upholders, questioners, obligers, and rebels. Well, that's another topic in another direction that we may go in at some point in the future. But let's go back to her quote, because I found it really interesting. It's more selfless to act happy. It takes energy, generosity, and discipline to be unfailingly lighthearted, yet everyone takes the happy person for granted. Well, based on this perception, I thought we could determine this today. Do nice guys finish last? That's what we're going to be working through on this episode of Refresher. Even more specifically, We're going to tackle this in the area of relationships. When I lived in New York, a friend of mine named Joe and I, if you're listening, hi, Joe, would joke about this. We, We were two stereotypical nice guys. As such, we were both pretty much the kings of the friend zone back then. Girls adored us. They loved us to death, but only platonically. So we would make each other laugh by saying things like, hey, so this girl told me that she wished her boyfriend was more like me again. Or, oh, oh, a girl approached me and told me I was the best guy she's ever met. And when her boyfriend gets out of prison for manslaughter, she really wants me to meet him. <laughs> you know, this is only slightly exaggerated. But I often say that young men and young women are generally very, very poor choosers in the relationship department. Now, ultimately, most young men will put up with complete shallowness and even contention when meeting a young woman if they are physically attracted to them. And most young women seem completely drawn to young men who treat them like an afterthought. The ratio for this increases, grows in each case. What I mean is that if the man is unbelievably attracted to the woman, the more he's going to put up with to keep her. And it seems as though the more impossible and horrible the man is, the more determined the woman is to keep him. Now, before we move forward, major disclaimer here. I know not all people are the same. My wife, for example, is not a big fan of my opinion on this, and I understand completely why. It's because many men and women that we know aren't like this at all. And I agree with that. But in my experience, honestly, it seems like most are completely like this. 
Hollywood hasn't missed a beat. It's mirrored this over decades so many times, doesn't it? Love, for example, it just wasn't ever going to happen for Ducky in Pretty in Pink. This whole concept flattened Rick in Casablanca, and it was just plain hard to watch the John C. Riley character Amos Hart in Chicago. And of course, it's not just men that are in this predicament. This, this is an equal opportunity employer here. Women, too, are there. Think about this. There was a 1948 film. It was called Letter from an Unknown Woman. Character, Lisa Brendel. She becomes smitten with a character named Stefan Brand, a guy who views her as a kid and who is only slightly aware of her existence. Even something as innocent as the Peanuts comics have this. Someone like Peppermint Patty loves her some Charlie Brown. She even plays playfully calls him Chuck. But Charlie Brown just views her as a friend. Same thing with Marcy. Remember Marcy? This little character is always telling Charlie Brown that he's cute, asking him to hold her hand, playfully calls him Charles, sometimes kisses him, and even tells him directly that she likes him. Charlie's not having it. It is not reciprocated. So do nice guys, or you know what, let's expand this because it's across the board. Do nice people finish last here? Well, it all depends on our definition of success in this regard. We got to think big picture. See, if you're a nice person as a general part of your personality, you're going to benefit in more expanded and bigger ways. According to an article from the BBC, studies show, for example, that being nice and what's considered a kind person correlates with a 24% lower risk of early death. That's, that's the same equivalent of, as eating six or more servings of fruits and vegetables a day, according to some studies. Now, what's more are these types of people have a lower risk of high blood glucose and a lower risk of the inflammation levels connected to heart disease. Another one I thought was really interested, they also spend 38% fewer nights in hospitals. And, and here's the thing about nice people, especially in entertainment and in pop culture. When you see them on the big screen or you watch them on the tube, isn't it true that these are the people that most sane people are rooting for? You want them to succeed. Why? because you like them. Now, you may have noticed, initially, I used a phrase specifically. I used the phrase young men and young women when I talked about bad relationship choices. Oftentimes, what seems to happen is that when people mature, some actually learn from their earlier bad choices and then gravitate toward better ones. As some may think, oh, that's great, Chris, but you know what that means. That means that now the nice people have to sort out all the damage done by the not nice people. Like there's a, what is it? There's a, a, a lyric by the Dandy Warhols about someone having more baggage than JFK. And I'm talking about the airport, man. And you know, this is likely, but at the same time, there is often a new appreciation for the nice person because they are so different than the not nice person. The devotion is almost always stronger because the one who made the bad choice initially is generally thrilled 
to now finally be treated well. And let's face it, honestly, even if you're with someone who has never been in a relationship before, I hate to break this to you, but they have baggage. I have baggage. We all have baggage, parental baggage, school slash teacher baggage, personal hangup baggage, 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 baggage. Think of it. Whether we use the bags provided for us, like say at a grocery store, or if we go into that store bringing our reusable bags, when we leave, we're carrying baggage. Doesn't matter. We're always left carrying the bag. So let's revert back then to our original quote and analyze it a little bit more. It's more selfless to act happy. It takes energy, generosity, and discipline to be unfailingly lighthearted, yet everyone takes the happy person for granted. I don't completely agree with that. I say give it time. In time, many don't. Some of the best advice I had ever received or heard regarding relationships as a young man was this. Don't get married, Chris, when you're still attracted to girls. Get married when you're attracted to women. And, you know, it's the same thing. You could replace boys and men. See, doing this, you more than likely won't finish last, and, and you more than likely won't be taken for granted like you might have in the other circumstances. And, yes, listen, listen, please, please listen. I know incredible young couples. Some of you are probably listening. There are by all means exceptions to this rule but there usually has to be some degree of maturity to balance the youthfulness for it to work over the long haul. If they're willing to put in that work, you can start young. Even if the maturity comes gradually and over time, that's fine. But more than likely, it seems statistically, waiting a while is not a bad idea. Uh, if you're a younger person or even a not so younger person listening to this, I know it can be hard. I promise. I, I, you see outwardly pretty girls and rustic boys, and they're ruling the world around you, and you may question your niceness. Listen, I'm being dead serious here. You yourself are an outwardly pretty girl and a rustic guy. The issue with young love primarily is not you. It's that your niceness doesn't challenge the potentially interested enough, especially when the other person is as mature as a monkey having a bad day. Now, I know this all sounds good on proverbial paper, but I promise you it's true. And I can speak from experience because I lived this place. I, I was there. I, I lived there for quite some time. Pop culture-wise, for example, when I was a youngster, I loved the Smiths. Because I completely got the impression that Morrissey understood me personally when he would sing things like, shut your mouth. How can you say that I go about things the wrong way? I am human and I want to be loved just like everybody else does. I felt that. Who wrote lyrics like that? It went, it went beyond my ears and straight to my young, tiny, introverted heart. You may be there now. If you are... Remember that maturity doesn't grow on trees, man. Think of it like this. When you're hungry, 
you can wait to get what you really want to eat. You don't necessarily have to, 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 to stop at the scariest gas station that you see to grab something. Just hang on. I once heard a comedian react to the quote that it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved before. The comedian said, yeah, that's like saying it's better to have driven your car off a cliff than to never have driven a car. So they're right. Don't believe the hype, people. Be the best you can be, not for a potential future love interest person, but because you deserve to run at optimum levels. No matter how you slice it, all good relationships require work. My advice is this. If you choose to be in a relationship, insist on the niceness. Yes, chemistry is extremely important. But waking up next to the same person every day for the rest of your life is a lot easier if you genuinely like that person and they genuinely like you. Well, now is the time on Refresher when we build a little musical cottage for all to enter and enjoy at their leisure. We have for you a Stay Nice People playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Stay Nice People. Feel free to follow these little playlists if you like them. I'll keep them up for as long as this is in effect, you know, before it gets so popular that I'll... I'll do the punk rock thing and shut it down because it's getting too big. Stay nice people playlist song. Number one, every little thing she does is magic by the police. You know, I've been listening to this song since 1982 and it still feels good. It still feels fresh and wonderful. And the words are perfect too. Number two, shake the disease by Depeche mode. It, it, it's it's not mind-blowing, but it's simple and poignant in its lyrics. Say, I'm not going down on my knees begging you to adore me. Number three, Mockingbirds by Grant Lee Buffalo. What a pretty song. It, it's about basically going about your business and things just have a way of catching up to you. And it's kind of interesting, too, for my Californians it was written right around the time, right after the Northridge earthquake in the 90s in the valley. Listen with this in mind and some of the Im imagery will, will totally resonate. Number four is for the ladies. No, not like that. It's If I Were Your Woman by Nancy Wilson. My goodness. Okay, sit through the beginning, which is nice. But then listen when she really starts to belt it out. This to me defines a soulful voice. She is feeling it, and I am when I hear her. Number five, Too Nice to Talk To by the English Beat. Number six, yes, it is the Smiths. It's not the one we talked about before. It's not How Soon Is Now. We are going with Unlovable. That's a pretty heavy song. So let's lighten it up a little bit with number seven. Number seven is Da Da Da. I don't love you. You don't love me by Trio. It's a, a light one after the heavier Smith song. And it is so insanely German. Good Lord, it is German. It's like, this is the time on Sprockets when we dance German. Number seven, True Love is Not Nice by Jonathan Richmond. Number eight, 
Everybody is a star by Sly and the Family Stone. Number nine, I Want Someone Badly by Jeff Buckley. What a voice. And speaking of voices, number 10, Stay a While by Journey. What passionate vocals. You feel his vocals. When I hear him, I believe him. So there you have it. Again, you can find this really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast. Stay nice, people. Thanks for tuning in to Refresher. Listen, before we close, we just wanted to once again, as my custom is, mention the guys at the Managing Expectation Podcast. Go check them out on Spotify. Uh, You'll hear Jeff and you'll hear Brian. Uh, They are a great team and they do a great job covering the pop culture landscape. A really good listen. So check them out. The Managing Expectations podcast on Spotify. And also, if you're sitting down and you really want to hear my son and I rock the mic, remember to check in and have a listen to the 7208 podcast on Spotify too for multi-generational pop culture, dot, 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 blended to perfection. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until then, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care, do yourself a favor, and remember... There is a huge difference between worry and concern. See you next time.